Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 127 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, the Red Wings have nine games left. Uh, we got swept by the Senators. That's always fun. So that was the right thing. That's what we wanted. That was one of our hopes heading into like the last uh, chunk of games that we would... Uh, Lose all the lose lose everything to the senators. Mission accomplished. Um, and also, Mike, there's going to be hell to pay because oh. Magnus Hellberg signs with the Wingdings. We'll figure out what what happens there. There's um the report that uh, we'll get we'll get into it, but uh, the report that he is signed to an NHL contract, which uh, does mean. If uh, we we try to I think if we try to play him, uh, there's potential that somebody else is going to pick him up. So we'll we'll see what happens here. See if uh, Magnus oh. can get into the lineup. Um, oh yeah, that means we'll get, maybe somebody's gonna be climbing that little waiver wire, huh? Looking at you, Calvin. Looking at you, Thomas. Ta ta. Performance arts here. What's going on? Oh yeah. Matt, Chewy, uh, Chewy's here. He's he's already singing. Bring, bring on, on the bird run. Now, Chewy, Matt learned a lesson today. I think I, I hope I wasn't the only one. Um, nine games left. We've been calling for Bergeron to get that call up. Uh, was was told by the Max Boltman himself, and I, I'm a big dumb dumb. And you know what? I've been saying this for a long time on the show, and nobody's called me out in the comments. So honestly, shame on all of you two. Uh, but Max threw out there. he's older than 20 so you bring him up for nine games you're using the year of that entry-level contract so uh if we do that bye-bye full year entry-level contract uh or we can keep him in in the ahl and keep those three years on the entry-level contract so um honestly i met we knew we just wanted you to feel good so (laughs) at this point my opinion on it is changing um, I think I just want to get through this season. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Mike, does that change anything for you? 
<laughs> knowing that you burn that whole year of ELC, does that change? Do you do you still need to see Bergeron up here? Hell yeah. Okay, <laughs> you and Chewy didn't change Chewy. a damn thing. Yeah, Call Chewy, let, let me know if I was the only one that uh, that knew that. But um, Matt, if, I have a quick uh, question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Because I know you like to beat yourself up over this, and nobody really cares. It's fine. Uh, Matt, you moved on from Magnus really quick. Uh, how old is that guy? Don't look. He's 31. Um, I said don't yeah, look. He's not. I have. I, you asked how old is he. I have the answer off the top I of my head. I didn't know he was 31, Matt. I thought this was like, you know, the Avalanche had their big signing, some turd out of Minnesota today. I thought we were getting a kid, not a 31-year-old man with responsibilities. No, well, well, yeah, we're going to get into it. Just let it happen. Yeah. I have organically set up. No, I'm so excited, man. It's going to happen structurally. We have slide oh, show. We have a slideshow oh. that I take the time to build. So we're going to go through the slideshow and get to Magnus in due time. <sighs> All right, I'll let it go, man. I guess. Um, Chewy, uh, Chewy knows, uh, or he knows, he knows now. Uh, he can wait till the preseason. All right. See, Chewy and I are kind of on the same page now. Like, it, it just feels like if you're going to burn that whole year of ELC, uh, just just keep them down. See if Grand Rapids can make it to the playoffs. Uh, these last nine games. I mean, that's super. It's selfish of Red Wings fans, and it's I'm selfish. That's why I wanted it. It's selfish of Red Wings fans to say he needs to come up for those nine games because it won't really do too much for his development when he's still playing professional hockey, even at you know being being at the minor level. Um, He's still playing professional hockey. He's playing games that matter. I got to stop clicking my chapstick. There it goes. <laughs> I'm sure that sounded great on the microphone for the first. How many minutes have we been recording? Five minutes, and I'm just snapping my chapstick uh, over and over. But anyway. We had a metronome going over there. <clears throat> um, um, performance guess thrown out there, patient. too. No way. Leave him down there. There's absolutely no point to bringing him up. Um. Jared, we're uh, Jared's giving us all the stats. He's got the thirty-one, four games uh, with the Rangers. He's talking uh, now about Magnus. Um, oh, and that's not that's not about Magnus. But yeah, Jared, we'll get we'll get to Magnus in a little bit. Um, but yeah, he does throw out there. Grand Rapids is fighting for that final wild card slot, so keep, keep just keep Bergman there, and we won't waste the ELC year. We'll we'll be fine. Let's just get through this year, and Mike, we're we're getting through it. Um, <laughs> Four to one against Oof. the Ottawa Senators. As you can hear, too, I'm still super duper sick. Oh, and I forgot, Mike. I was gonna do a shot for this episode. Let me uh we're gonna do a shot. Matt, we thought uh we thought you were just doing sexy voice. I we're gonna do a actually... shot of NyQuil. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time we're done recording, Matt can just go to bed. I thought that would be fun for y'all to see if I get in sweep him away, Sandman. That's what we're saying here. Matt, I'm going to say when I had COVID, I didn't take cough medicine as much. I just took pain meds. And it really helped with the the throat stuff. Um, It does. Uh, I'm having trouble sleeping too, which is another element here. But yeah, I I mean, I'm I'm going through uh, the sore throat. I have a constant runny nose, the headaches, just running the gamut here. So um, cheers to y'all. I don't know if this is going to get taken down by YouTube now, and they're going to say, like, you know, drug use or something. Live <laughs> drug know. use? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, while you're doing that, I'm just going to brag. I got a new – this one's from Baltimore, Maryland. It's called Sweet Baby Jesus. 
Mm. It's a chocolate peanut butter porter. It's wonderful. <laughs> Jared throws out there, ibuprofen was candy for me. Oh, you know what? Can I talk about this? Can we banter for a little bit? I know we always do hockey, and but all of our friends are here. Um, Curtis is aboard, but Mike, I'm actually losing my goddamn taste. Huh. From COVID. Everything is starting to taste like mint. Um, it's the worst. Like, I don't know if it's actually mint or it's just my my tongue trying to find something and it's just like firing off different like this is mint but i had a pickle today that tasted like mint i had an oreo last night that tasted like mint and it wasn't a mint oreo <laughs> and oh and i had uh chicken wings from buffalo wild wings for dinner and they tasted like mint so hmm. um <clears throat> how are you going to use your new powers i don't know i don't know if that's good that seems like it'll, it'll Maybe be you should bad, eat like right? ghost peppers and see what happens well, what I need is like toothpaste to taste like pizza, because then I just like oh, I'd have man. the fresh. What if those switched? You'd be brushing your teeth all the time. Yeah, exactly. This is the this is the opposite. I'm going to think I'm going to taste my own disgusting breath and be like, oh, no, I'm good. That's nice and minty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, instead, it'll probably smell and. <laughs> do you think if you had a like if you had a big bite of tooth decay, do you, what do you think it would taste like? Well, I mean, I'm hoping I keep the mint for now. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's not doing good. Actually, that uh, the NyQuil kind of had a little minty bite to it, too. And it is cherry flavored. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it means to lose your taste. In, you know, like I, I had an idea. But also when people, you know, find out what it means to be colorblind and you and I are both colorblind, um, you know, they think we see in black and white and it's it's not that it's that everything's kind of like distorted. It's like you took the color wheel and just kind of like went like that. Um, so, so, yeah, you lose I think your I... sense of taste. Everything just goes mint. Mm -hmm. You just default mint. to mint. <laughs> it's It's awful. Those are the worst I, uh, chicken wings I've ever had. <laughs> my significant other, she lost her sense of taste for a little while. Um, yeah. But uh, she, I think she just, everything tasted super bland. She didn't get uh, the mint that you had. But yeah, I mean, you need to, just like Jared said, uh, go eat an onion on screen. Um, I think you should taste a whole bunch of foods, like line up a bunch of weird foods, um, like onions, ghost peppers, like an earthworm, and see if they all taste just like mint. Does it have to be a ghost pepper? <laughs> I like that you didn't say the earthworm. You were okay with that part. <laughs> the ghost pepper was your concern, not the whoa, earthworm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Peppers, Mike. What am I, mad man? I'm not eating no... <laughs> Who hasn't had a couple of earthworms in marinara? I mean, <laughs> you get low on spaghetti, you know? Um, Jared does recommend I go off screen and find an onion to chow down on. Uh, yeah. Curtis threw out there, um, he wants to make sure I'm not pregnant. That weird taste changing, changing thing. Uh, was Man, we also do a live thing. pregnancy test on the show. I can do that. I know that. I know how that'll turn out. Um, do you? Ketzel says, uh, yeah, uh, he couldn't taste chicken properly, uh, for a solid three to four months. All I could taste was burnt chemicals. Uh, that, I mean, I can, I'm on, I'm on that same I don't know, table, uh, since I tried my chicken wings tonight and I did not taste chicken. Um, 
Chewy has a really interesting one. He didn't lose taste or smell with COVID, but started liking potatoes that I was allergic to as a baby. So Chewy is the Chewy's one of the few people who's benefited from COVID. Because <laughs> now Chewy can enjoy one of my favorite foods. Wow. Um, he also suggests we go jalapenos. <laughs> no, we're going top shelf, Chewy. We're making Maddie <laughs> ghost peppers. All right, let's. Let's uh, go through this ghost pepper of a game. Um, four to one, Ottawa. We we lose all three games to Ottawa this year. So it's, I mean, yes. arguably a good job. Yeah, we, we did it. <laughs> Mission well accomplished again, like I mentioned before. Um, yeah. I mean, there there's there's something here that you probably don't want to go through a game against Ottawa and see these kind of deep cut analytics, Mike, as you like to put it, Senators. Owning 60% of uh, the chances, uh, nearly 60% of the attempts on net. Um, it's just all around. It it, it it was one that was close, and it ends with a couple of empty net goals, but uh, not not one that we should be too uh, excited about. Just definitely was not fun to watch in any way, shape, It or was fun uh, to have two extra excuses to say Tim Stutzla, uh, but... Yeah, not uh, not the funnest game of all time. It was uh, like you said, more about you know having your vitamins, having your vegetables because you know we need to get some more losses to kind of <laughs> flutter down the standings. Because uh, right now we're still kind of uh, you know kind of like a puffer fish. We're still kind of not quite dropping down. We're still kind of hovering. Uh, we really need some some wins here out of Buffalo, and Ottawa has to beat more teams than just us. This is this is not looking good. We're running out of games uh, to fall. Um, oh. Now it's looking like our best chance is maybe like eighth. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to the standing. I, we have a slide to get to for the standings. I, I didn't leave you. <coughs> I, I didn't let you down this time, Mike. We got we got a. Oh, I love slides. Standing. Uh, yeah. But first, I mean, there were some highlights to this game, and I figured uh, since it was such a downer, I mean, there's got to be something we can pull from it. Uh, but we do have a, a power play goal uh, by Tyler Bertuzzi. Now, Tyler, uh, what, what we're missing here on the replay, Tyler's throwing this puck, puck back himself over to Mo Sider. Tyler's taking a little spin around behind the net. So you see he disappears on uh, on the replay here. Sider throws the puck uh, at the net. It actually goes behind the net and right to Bertuzzi. And Tuzzi finishes it off. Now, uh, let me see. Does this? Do we actually get? Is this just celebration, or do we get a good replay? All right, we don't get a good replay. It's my own fault. It's my own replay. But anyway, Mike, here's the question. Now, this is this is a great play. Either way, if Cider's uh, getting this off and it bounces off the goaltender for a rebound goal, it's great. But it's it's going behind the net and going right to Bertuzzi's stick. Um, Mike, did Cider do this on purpose? Man, this was 100% on purpose. That was a brilliant move. It uh, it actually brought a tear to my eye, not just because it reminded me of something smart Lidstrom would do, but it made me think of Joe Lewis with what they always called the, the super active boards. Um, and it looked like Mo really knew how to use those active boards to find a wide-open Bertuzzi on the other side. Uh, yep. Ketzel, my man. Like a classic JLA. Exactly. I mean... You know, on this show, you guys, uh, go ahead, give me grief. Um, I still want to put Razzle Dazzle Zegris as Rookie of the Year, but, I mean, it's Mo is the best player, best rookie this season. And it's just another example. I, I Every game, there's a there's a, at least, you know, three to four plays like this where you're like, my God, 
he's we're so lucky to have this guy. He's maybe the smartest guy on the ice. And Chewie miss missing the Joe bouncy boards as well. Yeah. Yeah, and this was this was it for me that uh, that made this a set play is that Tuzi's going yeah. down low and gets the puck back to Cider, right? So this is something where when they're in this position, they know they can set it up this way because Tuzi goes right around behind the net and Cider knows that it's his turn to shoot the puck. So not only is this a good play by Cider because he executes, but Mike, uh, this isn't this is a Tungay power play. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a tongue game power play goal because he actually had this play set up and ready to go is uh, is my best bet. So uh, the the very little uh, creativity we've seen all year is probably finally executed. Can I say like, all right, all right, we I, I'm guilt I'm most guilty of this on this program of the Zegers <laughs> razzle dazzle, right? But that's yeah. only because Mo has not always shown. Um, you know, all his, all his trick plays, but Matt, that Joe Lewis goal that he assisted on right there. The only comparison that I could think of is, um, when they invented the alley-oop in that Jackie moon basketball movie with Will Ferrell, where when the alley-oop first happened, people's minds exploded and they tried to blow a foul. Cause they didn't know you could do that. That's such a brilliant move. I, I, I feel like more teams should be just taking advantage of bouncy boards um, and doing more like I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call that an alley oop goal, an alley oop assist from Mo Sider, because that's that's what it looked like to me. It looked like Mo was playing for the Flint Tropics in that highlight, man. Well, Mike, we got uh, you're always you're always excited to talk about Zegris and his his special goals. Yes, um, I am. And you know, there's been a couple of them, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could we could count them on one hand. Um, but yeah, five finger uh, hand. Yeah, if we're getting it. We're getting into double digits though on the reverse hit from Cider. Oh yeah, uh, this one is on uh, the much hated thanks to the first game of the season that you and Mike, uh, you and Mike, you and I both attended. Um, but here's Joseph coming in, uh, and Cider again. I I I will contend that he's playing possum. This is his new game. He knows that people are coming for him and he's just trying to make it look like he doesn't see anybody coming. And it kind of looks like too, like if, if you look at this angle that, that Joseph's taking, he's trying to come yeah. up from behind. Uh, but Cider's just going to shoulder him right down to the ground. <laughs> so, um, but this is, this is just another one. Now I, I will say you get, you get those plays off the boards, Cider to Bertuzzi goal. And whether or not it was a setup play or it's just Cider's own brain, he still had to execute. Um, this is all, this is all Cider's own brain. This is him again. I will say, are you playing the replay right now? Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> we don't see it, Matt. It just sounded like you were watching something on your own. I was no. watching it all alone. It all was right. really great. Boom. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe I've been watching that for like a minute and a half. And describing yeah, it. Yeah, we were like, we want to see. Come on, Matt. Well, I wanted to give the YouTube viewers a chance to to know what it feels like to be a podcast listener for a, <laughs> for a bit. Um, <laughs> look, I got I got COVID fog. All right, it's it's coming in hot. Um, I haven't even pulled down Chewy's comment from like ten minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, so there is some narrative there with what's going on. But yeah, uh, you could see where Joseph's coming up from behind on cider. I, 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 again, um, all I was saying was that, uh, 
Cider's playing possum, and he's knocking these guys out, and I think he's enjoying it. I think he's having a good time with this. Uh, but yeah, just to let the sucker roll and just see Joseph take one right in the teeth, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. Have Man. you ever uh, looked into the translation <clears throat> for uh, cider? Does it mean like um, uh, mountain with owl eyes? Because I don't know how people keep trying to ascend that mountain, and I don't know how cider sees these guys when they're coming up from behind. I think he's got great perifs. <laughs> outstanding perifs. Yeah, these are these are the best perifs in the game. Um, in fact, we're gonna come. We're we're gonna coin that term, the perifs. Um, it's just like it's it's as good as Selly, I think. Oh, uh, not a big fan of Selly. Do like perifs though. Um, do you want to do you want to hear more of that? Less of Selly's. Um, so what else did we have happen? Uh, does anybody want to see a Zadina highlight where nobody scores? We've got. I mean, it's it was okay. a one. It's okay game. if you don't have it queued up, but uh, do you have the one for Rasmussen, <laughs> yeah, where he I, almost scored. Yeah, I that one. Um, <laughs> if only because we don't. I don't know how many hot streaks we're gonna see out of out of our boy Raz, but this this feels like it. And even though it wasn't a goal, I still counted it as a goal. Like I tallied it on my score sheet at home. Yeah, I mean, this is something too where the conversation has to start. Um, where Rasmussen is uh, starting to play. I. Don't, I don't know how I want to define it, right? Because as a big boy, we want to see him out front, but it's kind of <clears> like uh, it's kind of like he's taking over himself, maybe, and making his own choices to just, you know, what I can control the puck, I can stick handle a little bit. We know we know skating's a problem, so he gets to pick and choose when he's going to do these nice, silky clean uh, <laughs> these maneuvers out in front of the net, and. Uh, yeah, it's 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 tough to put a finger on because I'm really happy. I I think um, I think Ras looks like a completely different player right now, but um, yeah, there, there's still those elements too. Like this isn't what we I I think we all kind of adjusted our our thought process on Ras, and if he's gonna play like this, we might have to adjust it again, right? I mean, we didn't think this was a part of his game, and somebody uh, tweeted at us last night, like um, it threw out there. You didn't think he could do this? Like, um, you know, to, to, and then throughout, you know, he used to do plays like this all the time and, you know, whatever his pre-draft scenario was. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know, Ras, off the top of my head. But, I mean, what what have we seen this year, Mike, to show us that these last couple of weeks were what Ras truly is? You know what I mean? So it didn't matter if he's done it in the past. Everything we've seen most of this year – and last year was not this. So this is all good news for Rass. We're not complaining that he actually did do this or that he is putting these plays together. But yeah, this is this is just another, um, I don't know, maybe another call to action for Red Wings fans to adjust, uh, adjust the mindset uh, for one of our prospects. Because uh, if this is the potential for Rasmussen, obviously this didn't go in. So this isn't like, right. all right, now we have a first round pick. But these are these are completely different moves that show a level of confidence and swagger. I mean, this is confidence in his own abilities to just no, I can I can just take this puck to the front of the net. I don't need to yeah. I don't need to wait for whatever play we had set up. I'm just gonna go steal the puck, and here I go. This is my play. Um, so yeah, there's a lot that goes into that more than just I was pretty looking. But um, did I pull yeah, it up? I mean, no, oh my god, pretty... I didn't pull it up. Why didn't you say anything? I was refreshing. 
<laughs> no. Hey, you got sound on too? I know. Oh my god. Oh boy. Um. Anyway, Jesus. Here's the shot. <laughs> See, doesn't it feel like it went in? Um. I know it didn't, but it's it's kind of like grading on a curve. Like for him to look, you know, competent um, in that area of the ice, it just makes us feel better that. Can I say it's it's sometimes at the end of the season it kind of feels like some teams will kind of let certain players just go by, yeah, you know, and then you'll be, you you'll kind of get this aberration of like oh wow maybe this guy's actually painted out but then when it's like the next season starts it was you know just that uh, just a shimmer and not you know like the full truth but he's still such a young dude you know and and hockey is such it, maybe hockey and baseball kind of go hand in hand where like development just seems so tough to really gauge, you know, everybody kind of going at their own speed. Uh, you know, who's to say this isn't Rasmussen kind of finally figuring it out. Obviously, no, I, I don't think he's ever going to be, you know, skating like Larkin. Um, but you know, we don't necessarily need him to do that. We just want him to use his big body, his big frame and make plays like he is, you know, in these, you know, past, uh, couple weeks. So, you know, it's encouraging. And, you know, something to be optimistic about, but I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to, I'm going to be happy with this, um, this burst from him and hope it can keep going. And, you know, I think, what are we down to eight, eight games, nine games left, nine games. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Wouldn't mind seeing that continue for nine games. And when we retool next year, hopefully keep it, keep it on that. So I actually, I actually have the replay up this time. I'm looking right at it. It's on the screen. Beautiful. And it's muted? <laughs> it's muted. Awesome. Um, <laughs> we did get a copyright claim on the last episode from Valley. Damn it. I know. Um, <clears throat> now, this one was all about Sedina. I just wanted to call this out because this is something. It's so, <sighs> it's so frustrating because this is the kind of thing that he can do. He is capable of doing. We only got to see it one time yesterday. This doesn't even result in a goal, but it's like we play, you know, we, we play these games this whole season of looking at Sedina's advanced analytics to say, it's a coming. Don't worry. <laughs> right. The two tons of goals, they're on their way. Um, and then when they didn't happen last year, we we're like, well, he's a playmaker. And then the plays didn't really happen this year. So we we're like, well, he needs to get set up in his slot because he's a goal scorer. Um, here, here's him being a playmaker, okay? I mean, dependent, uh, like we were just talking about with Rasmussen, you have to uh, continually change your your mind on what kind of player he's supposed to be. Uh, we've done the same with Sedina, but here he is being a great playmaker, uh, getting the puck into the zone, maybe offside there. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I just noticed that. Pretty pretty close to offside. Anyway, uh, Zadina's going to skate this thing all the way around the offensive zone. And you see what he does here is he brings, he gets one defender caught on the net, brings the other uh, one, two, three, four Ottawa defenders to his side of the offensive zone and keeps them all moving. Uh, but what's going on? And uh, we've got, I, I guess the most important thing is Wallman moving into the bottom of your screen as Sedina comes up. Um, I don't even know who got the puck there. But yeah, that, this gives Wallman all the space in the world to get that shot off. So this, this to me is what's so frustrating is, is what he's capable of doing. And we don't even really talk about his ability to skate. He's not the fastest skater in the world, but 
I mean, here you can see he's using his body. He's using the space of the net to, to gain the advantage on the defender. And again, he's doing all of this, and it's going to make room for Wallman um, to get this shot off right here that's maybe just barely gets the, the kick save. Um, who was that? Forsberg last night. So it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's just at least while we're trying to look at a four to one game and find things to talk about, there's a nice play. Great shot by Wallman, by the way. Um, it didn't go in, but that was a hell of a pick on uh, where he wanted to put that sucker. And, um, I mean, we've seen, we've seen our boy DDK, uh, you know, put these on the heel of his, of his stick. So it's good to see just a one timer connect with the goaltender one of these times. So, uh, at least, you know, some positives, um, from this game there's some hits there's some more hits from cider too um did i actually pull up that highlight i did see covid fog i don't remember what i've done i don't know what i'm doing the night quilt's not gonna help um <laughs> yeah just, i don't i don't know uh, um yeah just the musings of a head sick madman um yeah i uh i just like how we have to keep changing uh, what success looks like for Zadina. He's a goal scorer. He doesn't score. Well, you know, he's more of a playmaker. Well, he's not really making any plays that lead to goals. Well, you know, he's not playing with Larkin. And then he plays with Larkin. He doesn't produce. Well, he's he's not playing with Austin Matthews. You know, then we, you know, trade him to the Maple Leafs. Well, you know, there's a goalie in the net. And then there's an empty net. Well, he sucks. Okay, what do you want me to do? Okay, I'm, he doesn't suck. He's got a lot of potential i'm just tired of saying it Matt. i know at some point we'd like to see some results but that was he's still young he um, is i don't want to like one of our young guys we already talked about him um uncle Mo. Mo was at 41 assists listrom has got 49 in his uh rookie season reed larson 41 so mo takes over for reed larson or at least one more assist will officially put him over reed uh it's the number two and most assists for a Red Wings rookie defenseman. Mike, is Mo is Mo gonna beat? Could he tie Lidstrom or surpass him here? Keeping in mind <laughs> he's got nine games to get the eight assists to tie, or is he gonna get ten assists and leapfrog over Nick? Be rookie defenseman, leader of assists for the Detroit Red Wings. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. All right. So here's here's my argument for. You know what? We've we already got, got that five in the rafters, man. We could just add a three to it. <laughs> We've got a absolute uh, ton of, of games left here against playoff opponents. So Cider is probably going to get a ton of minutes. Uh, so with all those extra minutes means more opportunities to get assists. Uh, it's just, just a, you know, it's a lot to ask for more than an assist per game for a guy who's been putting up. You know what, what's what's a little more than a, a half assist per game. So um, I think he can do it. I wouldn't put my money on it. Yeah, we're kind of running out of games, and I, you know, for me, it's it's not. You know, it. it I, I don't think anyone watching this show either. It's not like this is going to be the 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 marker measuring stick for him. He's he's already pretty close, and we already know he's going to be you know really good especially if he can throw in some more of those alley-oop assists. But it'd be cool, but um, I'm okay with them not getting it. We we have a pretty good idea this is probably going to be a Red Wing for the next 20 years. 
Uh, Jared throwing out there. Um, he's he's leading, you know, leading it on here. Nine games with eight assists with the remaining well, schedule. I, yeah. dot, dot, dot. You'd want to get nine and nine, I think. <clears throat> and then um, <laughs> throw it in there, too. We've got those two games against New Jersey, which we'll talk about in a minute, are going to be our, our only two <laughs> chances to get our head above water as the season continues to roll to its finish. Matt, do you think that uh, the, like the Red Wings players keep it like track of this stuff? And do you think they'll start like trying to shoot more when Mo passes it to them? Like try to get them those that's, numbers? That's um, I know it's kind of weird because it's the assist, right? But I mean, like trying to like pad the stats a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's difficult, right? Because you're talking about if it was goals, you just start feeding him the puck more and he's got to go to put, shoot right. you know, the puck in the back of the net. But now it's like, Oh, Cider just passed like, me the puck. Like Cider has zone. a wide open net. He has a wide open net on a two on one, and then he just ah, I'm going for that assist record, and he just passes it back. How about more minutes uh, when the the net's empty, right? So <laughs> Gagne's got the puck. He's he's at center ice, and he's going to look back to the defensive zone and throw it to Cider, and then Cider's got to get it back to Gagne for the goal. Is that is that Blashell on the dry erase board? So here's the goaltender. And he's out of the game. So we're going to put in number 53. Here we go. <laughs> you got that open shot. You look back for Cider first. Let him pass it back to you, and then you can score. You know, at that point, it's got to be it's got to be on Jeff to, to shout out. You know, like from the bench, you just <laughs> you're 16 or what? 10. How many guys would actually? Oh, my God. I can't do math right now. Uh, all the guys on the bench just shouting, Cider! Like, that's your job. When Cider's on the ice and the net is empty, you just start shouting Cider to make sure that whichever player has the puck knows to throw the puck back to Cider before you go in for the goal. Right. Got it. Yeah. No, it's a, it's an easy concept. Players on the bench got a shout-out. It's just like when you shout pass, you know, when you're in, in the NFL and there's there's a pass and, you, and defense is on the field. You yell, yell pass or you yell run once you realize which one is which. You just don't want to screw over your teammates. All right. Yeah. What else do we have to talk about? All right, we've got the end of the season schedule pulled up here. Uh, just what Jared was sh- saying, we've got uh, two games against the Devils, but here's here's what we've got coming forward. Uh, coming oh. up. <laughs> right. Hurricanes in the playoffs. Rangers, playoffs. Panthers, a couple of times playoffs. Lightning, obviously playoffs. Penguins, playoffs. Maple Leafs, obviously playoffs. So, Mike, we oh. might have the hardest schedule of any team <laughs> to end the season. And uh, while, I mean, nobody's really fighting for a spot, there, you know, for like to get into the playoffs, they're fighting for that that actual spot at the end there. we yeah. got to get some home ice. Um, what do you think? Um, thank God the Devils are down there because that would almost be a 10-game losing streak to end the season. Um we did beat the Devils uh, five to two, I think, uh, earlier this season. So we did pretty good. I mean, Hurricanes on the road. The Rangers will be in a revenge game. The Panthers just annihilate us. Tampa Bay likes to kick us in the fanny. Oof. Pittsburgh. Oh my God. Toronto. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this, yeah. this is going to be rough, man. I mean, this is this is a lot of games in a short span too. Like a uh, lot of games and a lot of hard games. So you've got what is that, Thursday, 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 Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Yep. And then you've got the one Monday off and then you're going Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday again, and then run it into another Tuesday game with just the Monday off. So, 
Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not looking great. <laughs> so a lot of good teams, a lot of hockey, um, and a Red Wings team that's already shown us a few times that they're they're ready to go. <laughs> they're ready to start golfing. Um, Mike, do you see any eleven to two games? Not you don't have to pick a game here, but do you do you think uh, you think we'll be I, able to hold down the fort and? So for some reason, I do think that the eleven to two games are done. I don't think we're going to see any more of those because you know it was against the the poo poo coyotes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really see any wins, and I don't really see us getting any points until New Jersey. Oh. Antonio throws in there. Oh yes, <laughs> I don't know if that's for some eleven to two games or or what, but um, he is excited. I, I like spell Matt, a lot of Matt losses. Throws in there. Got a lot of first career hat tricks coming off. <laughs> and Joey Furta thrown out there, boys. It's all going to be worth it when Shane Wright is centering the Joey. First I God, I hope I wish. That's the scary part. Um, is that it feels like, uh, do we already look at the standings? Where are my standings? I'm screwing this up. There they are. I did. All right. I screwed up my slides after all my whining earlier in the episode about how I had structure. I did screw up the slides, put them in the wrong order. How dare you, man? Um, oh. So we still have a lot of ground to make up. I, I think we might be looking at potentially one or two wins out of these last nine games. And, um, it's going to be rough to gain some ground because, uh, I mean, that that right there, say you give us those two wins, so that, that then we're at uh, 70 points, and Ottawa's going to need to get five wins, right, um, right there to hit to hit the 70 so that they, they would, right, jump over us. They've got the goal <laughs> differential. They've got the better record than us uh, or against us. Um, All right, mate, let's be honest. Our only real shot is Buffalo. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Feels I'm like gonna give you uh this is Buffalo's gonna... remaining games. You ready? <clears throat> Go for it. Go for it. Go for <sighs> it. All right, home for St. Louis. Uh back to back with the Flyers. On the road versus the Devils. That could be two wins. I like it. Um home oh, against and then the Devils Islanders. Win. And then uh at Boston, and then they close the season home against the Blackhawks. I mean, I think they went out. I don't know if you saw that game against uh, Toronto. Now that they have Owen Power, they they are unstoppable. They, they took down Toronto five to two. So, yeah, Buffalo's going to win out. We're going to lose out, but yeah. So we'll we'll make it. We'll be that twenty fifth seed. Can I? I'm going to put my stamp on it. Oh, you know what? Um, shoot, seventy five games played. Uh, yeah, I guarantee it. We'll be we'll be Buffalo. Will go past us. I I guarantee that. How's that? Um, I, I don't think anyone in the show would complain there. We'd be okay. Well, nobody's complaining. Does anybody believe it? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. That, I mean, well, you said you did. I, I met <laughs> people watching. You already said you believed it was going to happen, so you can't say no. <laughs> Man, I can flip-flop as much as I like. All right. Well, I guess my own points, they, they brought up all my concerns, and they convinced you that uh, we'll be stuck. At the what is it? Twenty fourth seed. That's yeah. where you're landing right now. I wanted to bring up one just fun thing for you, Matt. 
Number eight. So you're not going to answer my question. No, I'm not. I'm going to dodge it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sitting here just, I asked you the same question a couple of times, and I'm here. Nope. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was not paying attention. I know. That's what I'm getting at. I wanted you to admit it. God what was your it. question? About me flip-flopping? No, I just wanted to know if you thought we were going to end up at 24 or 25. I didn't realize you were moving on to the oh, next topic. Oh, yeah. I, no, yeah. I I, I think Buffalo is going to get a couple more points than us. So we'll move up to the eighth worst record. All right. Thanks. That's, I said that already. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I, I thought I already said it. No, I brought up. Uh, it's okay. We'll we'll talk about it later. I brought up new concerns. Go ahead. What are you going to show me? You were going to show me something. Never mind. Really? Yeah. Well, I no. I I got to research it some more. I'll bring it up for the next episode. So to be continued. All right. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins as the action rolls on. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, we signed a guy. <laughs> Brought up at the beginning of the show, uh, Magnus Helberg, Mike, signed. One-year contract. Uh, we also got uh, confirmation from, um, oh, you know what? I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to screw up his his name. He's he's actually a pretty good guy to follow. I think we brought him up on the last episode. Lars Thorzel uh, and also Ice Hockey Gifts uh, confirmed it too. His his contract is an NHL contract. So a couple of people were surmising that uh, this was an AHL signing uh, to help uh, the Griffins make it to the playoffs. Um, now, we don't have any of this confirmed, but Helberg himself said it was an NHL contract. Um, Mike, we've got some pretty tasty numbers. Um, now, uh, Jared threw out at the beginning of the show, we've got a couple of games in the NHL. Uh, one, looks like one shellacking uh, in 2015-16 as a New York Rangers goaltender. One game, uh, his goals against was six. Walked out of that game with a 667 save percentage. But since then, he's he's been amazing. Uh, a couple of games with the Rangers, then uh, the next season, two games, 929 save percentage. Then he moved on over to the KHL. Just some amazing years here. 17-18, um, 926 save percentage, 239 goals against. Um, he's playing for uh, St. Petersburg. I believe that means he was playing with Kyle Natsuk at the time. 940 save percentage, 1.32 goals against in the playoffs, and 919-168. Then we're moving into 1920, 2019-20. Uh, a 927 save percentage in the regular season, 977 in the playoffs, his two games in the playoffs. 
Uh, and then in 2021, gets a 930 save percentage in the regular season, 943, 10 games in the playoffs. And uh, his last season, HK Sochi in the KHL, uh, 917 save, save percentage of 242 goals against. And I believe that tiny number is 37 games played. Uh, also playing uh, some international games for Sweden. Um, I mean, the, the last couple of games, he's been around in the 930 save percentage. So things are going well there. He has had a couple of not so great games um, playing for Sweden. I see some 870 save percentages, some 880s, but. That's fine. That's playing with a new team. Um, you know, sometimes that stuff doesn't go the way you want. But, Mike, I mean, this is a 31-year-old guy. So this isn't like, oh, we signed our guy of the future. We signed a guy for nine games. He's six foot six, 209 pounds. Uh, he was a second-round draft pick by the Nashville Predators back in 2011. All right. I think what's stunning is that how incredible his numbers are. And it's like... It took him this long to come back to the NHL. It's like, well, who are the players who are better who are coming back to the NHL first? You know what I mean? Um, but I have to imagine it was probably, you know, contract related that he was, you know, kind of hanging out over there for a while. But, you know, it's this, those playoff numbers are pretty sexy, man. I, I don't know what we're really going to expect out of a 31-year-old dude. Um, the only thing that I really expect is whew, some sort of activity involving grace. Um, this feels like, um, you know, the Joker throwing a few, you know, uh, toys down in front of some thugs and saying, you know, I'm only going to take one of you in the next season. Um, so I don't know what this means for, for Pickard. I don't know what this means for Grice. Uh, it doesn't seem like it bodes well for either of those guys. And it feels like we're giving a tryout to a 31 year old guy who's, you know, kind of, um, you know, kind of a carpet bagger, uh, kind of, you know, circulating around to different leagues. So um, hopefully it turns out well. Hopefully he can keep those, you know, the success he's had in the past couple seasons, bring it here. But I I don't feel good about Grice coming back next season. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't have felt good about that anyway. Um, <laughs> he's He's been injured all season. He's been hot garbage in the net. Um, he's just been a slice of Swiss cheese up there. So I think I think you're right to the point um, that this is this is might be if this actually is an NHL contract. I don't know. Is don't let know me do much, this because let, let me finish. If no, if let me over, let me finish. Yeah, because you're you okay. Uh, I think I was too conservative with my point about Grice not playing next season. I don't even right. know if he's going to be around much longer this season. How else are we really let this guy audition if he's not getting, you know? Yeah, and that's that's where what I what I I didn't get a chance to finish saying uh, was that we're we're taking Helberg's word on it that this is an NHL contract. Um, I don't know, you know, if if we I, I would say let's just wait and see what the lineups look like, and then we'll know that Helberg's actually playing for the Wings and not playing for the Griffins. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that's where that's where that information came from. So I'm <laughs> just gonna hold on before we make any, you know, big assertions here. But um, yeah, definitely. If that is true, uh, I think, uh, I think it is one of those situations, situations where uh, the same, the same way we're treating the left side of the defense where it's like, let's well, bring in a hundred guys. One of them has got to be better than what, what we're rolling out there every night. 
And, uh, you know, you run into a Jake Wallman. So let's see if we can run into a Jake Wallman. Let's see if we can get through the rest of the season. Have him play a couple of games, give Ned a little bit of rest there, and uh, maybe uh, maybe steal a couple. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that that's that's definitely that's definitely the vein where you want to you want to have your headspace for this one. Um, now, Mike, that one came through, right? Yes, signing for the Wingdings. Uh, one that didn't happen <sighs> for the Red Wings. Uh, Mike, you were man, Mike, you were so wrong. You thought Ben Myers was going to Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Ben a Minnesota, yeah, the Minnesota native who went to school in Minnesota, played college hockey in Minnesota. He said, "I want to win a cup. Woohoo! I'm going to Colorado, <laughs> baby. Good for yeah. him." I mean, if you're picking a team where you're going to have a chance to win a cup for the first few seasons of your career, yeah, uh, Ben Myers nailed it. He signed with the Colorado Avalanche. I think the only thing to take away from this is just how disappointed we all are. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the option was you could get a lot of ice time in Detroit. Uh, you could do a hometown kind of fun thing in Minnesota, or you could win the championship in your first season. And uh, kind of probably kind of hard to turn that down. Man. I don't. Um, I don't know if he is eligible to play in the playoffs. Oh, <gasps> I think you're right. You're right. He's. You're right. You're 100 percent right. You have to wait until he, he's not eligible. You're right. All right, cool. <laughs> but, I mean, but, uh, Colorado, probably going to be a contender next season as well. Yeah, that's what I was saying was uh, you yeah. pick the team where he's, he's going to have a shot at the cup for the next few seasons as uh, opposed to any of those other situations like uh, Minnesota, who might take a huge dump in their pants in the next couple of years, paying guys who aren't even on their team, um, or the Red Wings, who were supposedly further along their rebuild than the Ottawa Senators. Until we got beat the third time in a row. I did have to point out, Jared Shaw said uh, he wants a deep fake of, of Iserman breaking his stick and tossing <laughs> it down to Grice Pickard and Hedberg. <laughs> um, and Chewy threw it out there. Uh, we knew it was a shot in the dark to get there. I know, Chewy. I, I, I know. I just said pie in the sky dreams, and we didn't have a lot to root for this season. So it would have been kind of fun to see this guy for nine games. And you know. Yeah, and I, I think it was Frank Cervelli that... Uh, tweeted it out first, right? And I think the three teams he tweeted out, uh, not one of them was the Colorado Avalanche. So <laughs> I think we got we got more evidence to get, uh, you know, we, we don't need to get too excited. They kind of felt like rich really get richer, you know, like uh, the Yankees or the Lakers picking up somebody. Like, Damn you know, it. It's funny. Like, we didn't sit there and play that game ourselves. Like, why wouldn't Ben make that choice? Like, just go, <laughs> go to, like, the best team in the league. Um, yeah, it makes sense from Ben's perspective. You're going to get paid the same amount for any of these teams. So you are either going to be wined and dined by Stevie. Uh, you're going to stay home or you're going to go win a cup. Uh, yeah, that's and JM's thrown out there. Why do you go to the Avs? Cup chasing. Exactly, JM. Um, all right, Mike, those are all our show topics. Um, when you get... Oh, uh, yeah. When you get beat down and dirty by the Ottawa Senators, uh, there's not much else to talk about. But uh, does anybody want to talk about Chris Pronger? Uh, oh, this is yeah. This I don't know if fun. you guys are all on board with this, but uh, Matt, you're gonna have some more details for us in a second. But he was trying to break down what happens after an NHL player signs a contract 
what it looks like and how the money is like allocated to different, um, you know, parties as far as like the NHL league goes with like an escrow account with, um, you know, money going to the agents. And then kind of questionably, I, he made some comments about, you know, how the money's got to, you know, go towards, you know, paying your taxes, which are really high because you're a millionaire. Uh, he made some comments about, oh, man, you know how hard it is to pay off your $75,000 car? Uh, no, I have like a $19,000 Chevy Cruze that gets me <laughs> from A to B, which I'm pretty sure they could, uh, you know, take that from Little Caesars to the airport. Um but uh, I, he got a lot of grief for it. I think that's why it started to go viral. Um, I, I don't think that he was necessarily complaining. I genuinely think he was trying to educate us on what it looks like after you sign that deal. Yeah. Uh, but it definitely had some um, shades of Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, where he mentioned the $75,000 car, which for some of us, that's like, you know, almost the cost of our mortgage or like half a mortgage. <laughs> I thought of um, Arrested Development when they're trying to figure out how much a banana costs. And they're like, what is it, $10 <laughs> for a banana? Yeah, he's kind of been outside the like bubble, right? He hasn't been anywhere outside of like, you know, a, a Corvette dealership. You know, he's not really buying cars like the rest of us. So maybe that part we can excuse him for. But I will well, say, got... to, in his defense, Matt, I don't think that he was complaining. I think he was trying to be factual. I agree with you. Uh, but I also want to give a shout-out. Uh, Joey Furtow thrown out there. Andreasen, better than Myers. We'll cross our fingers on that one. Murdoch, yeah. I like this one. Uh, the avalanche rivalry is back at the executive level. I oh, like this comment because I thought of it earlier today, and I was trying to rank like who could have been the worst team to end up with Ben Myers. And I was thinking, like... Pittsburgh would suck, Toronto would suck, Chicago would suck. And then I started to think about like, well, no, this is Joe Sackett getting the one up on Steve Eisman. So then that's where it started to burn a little bit more. So I, I agree with you on that one, Murdoch. Um, again, Sam thrown out there. Hopefully Andreas and outperforms Ben Myers. Uh, Hell 9001. Helberg pickup, very shrewd, sensible move by Stevie Y. The Red Wings need a shakeup and their goaltending setup, and Helberg will be motivated to play hard. It's very astute of you, Hal. I, I appreciate that comment. Um, but yeah, I think I think we all we all want to see again. Uh, as Jared threw out there, he wants uh, he wants to see the deep fake. Uh, but this, this is Steve Eisman throwing down the pool uh, stick cue. Is it a pool cue? I think it was a uh, uh, pool cue. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah pool that, stick uh, break in half. Yeah, throw it down to the goaltenders. <laughs> Last one remaining gets uh, gets to be yeah. on the on the team next year. Uh, all right, so let's yeah. Th I mean, this is the Pronger tweet, and you're right, Mike. Um, Pronger was educating. He's not whining when he does this, but I, I think one of the issues I ran into was you know like um, some people got really bent out of shape that we were going to make fun of Chris Pronger, and I was kind of like, well, we make fun of. We make fun of everything on the internet. Why? Why was this the thing that this was is not exempt? So no. yeah, I, this is where I stand. I think this is this. These first two tweets. These are fantastic. Well, I mean, this one. Who cares, right? He's talking about here's this player, his example player, thirty million over five years, six million per uh, per, uh, per year. Jesus. Um, and then he's breaking down 
this, which I think is very, uh, very valuable. Um, the owner revenues uh, getting played through the escrow that gets taken out of uh, players' revenues. This is something a lot of people don't know. I learned more because Chris Pronger shared this with this beautiful image. Right? So right off the bat, he says, escrow gets taken out of every check on average about 10%. Most people have no idea about escrow. That's true. Um, so there, there you're taking out your 10 down to 5.4 million. Um, but this is where I, I said, I think this could have been a nice educational. Maybe you just <laughs> should have stopped escrow. tweeting right there. Yeah. Um, uh, federal taxes. Yeah. Right. No, we know we're, we're all paying taxes. Yeah. I just gave the government like three grand motherfucker and i don't make five million dollars a year so right. that, that hurt uh so that tweet i would have skipped um then he's he's talking about the agents which okay you know we'll give him yeah he gets credit for this one because it's like all right maybe agents don't deserve this much or maybe players should just be maybe they could learn how to negotiate themselves and i don't say that tongue-in-cheek i'm not saying that jokingly i'm, I'm sure it's, it's probably they don't seem that complicated. I, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. You're paying the guy to nickel and dime. Let me, I, 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 you're paying the agent to nickel and dime the teams. So you're probably getting paid more because they're involved. And it's probably more than this $162,000. So there's there's two elements there. You can negotiate yourself or you can nickel and dime your team to get as much as possible. I, I think yeah, that one... Again, I, I'm going to give him the nod and say that one's fine. That one I'm okay uh, with. Because right. I, I'm shocked by numbers that come in by players all the time. And I'm going to give those guys credit for it. Um, I will say, I think for good players, it might be easier to negotiate on your own. But for poopy, not poopy, but, you know, like C-level players um, to get, like, competitive value for yourself. I, I, I yeah, I, I'm, again, I'm. I'm basically um, validating that point. I would include it because I think it is harder for a C-level guy to like get what he deserves as a third or fourth line guy. But now, now he gets to the parts of like getting a house for five thousand a month. Uh, you've got your chiropractor and your masseuse. Your Where trainers. is he renting a house for five k a month? <laughs> Somewhere really. It ain't nice. Waterford, Michigan. A uh, vehicle. He needs a seventy-five thousand dollar car. He's got a nutritionist. 60,000 a year. That one's not too bad. That's pretty reasonable based on everything else he's paying for. Um, I, I do, I did, this is the, the house one just kind of bothered me because if he just called out rent and he talked about how these guys mostly rent, yeah, that's a problem. And I think there might be, a, you know, so you there's, think there's an element here where he should be teaching young players to go buy a house because guess what? Mike, you get to sell that house. Um, so you're saying this is Chris Pronger, uh, basically advocating for the Twitter edit button. <laughs> well, he could pay for it, right? If you have, if you have the blue check mark, that means you've paid for the edit button. Oh, I'm so behind on that. Okay. <laughs> I still get, yeah, I still get ads for that. I think, um, all right, where, where were we? So, uh, now we're at 43% of the total number, which again, we can't stress enough. We know that he's he's educating. Chris Pronger is not crying about any of this. He's not going like, oh, my God, then I have to pay for my house. But, 
again, I, our point was just, I, I think the main thing here was about the escrow, maybe bringing up the, the agent, but we all have taxes. Uh, we all have rent or a mortgage to pay. And it's probably not in a nice house. That's 5,000 a month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I think one of the things here that was mentioned on Twitter was like, um, you know, you just don't understand how many players end their career and they don't have any money in their bank account. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, oh, they should have made better choices. But what is the end game of having this then? <laughs> like, tweeting this out. Like, here is how all your money disappears. And my thing was, I had fun with this. And I said, what if Chris Pronger, what if this was all satire? And I I actually went ahead and read it again and laughed pretty hard uh, because that would be pretty funny if Chris did this whole thing and like, oh, then I got to pay my rent. It's $5,000. So I had fun with it. People got really mad that folks were having fun with it. And those folks that were really mad about people having fun with it were asking us why we were so butthurt about this, where I'm not necessarily butthurt, but I just wish we could. I, I just wish we have fun it... with this. If it is satire, I think it would be funny if it was exaggerated even more. You know what I mean? <laughs> like rent now is, you know, ten thousand a month. Like you know, just, just really no get it up there. Yeah. <laughs> like the cost of his car is basically a like a Ferrari. You know what I mean? So now I'm yeah. doing another eleven thousand a month on my car. You know, just absurd figures. Um what was there a closeout to this or he just said I'm gonna have more of these in the future? Uh I think he was like, please follow me. Um okay. Yeah. Oh, were there any comments that came in? Because I was just wondering what the people thought. Um, somebody said they miss Chris Pronger. Um, Chewy throws in there. So many NFL guys have gone broke after retirement. Um, oh my God. Yeah, there's some incredible like historical bankruptcies with NBA players too. Where those guys like, whew, went through like 150 million dollars just gone uh, from gambling and poor business decisions. Whew. That stuff's crazy. Yeah, but uh, not not too much about this. I think uh, I think we might have just been talking to ourselves here. Um, oh, but Chewie does throw out. He's driving a two thousand dollars pattern. Definitely, definitely not seventy five thousand dollars car. Yeah, yeah. Um, just uh, kind of odd, right? Kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, it 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 was helpful. It was beneficial, but it was Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I wish I knew how much Arrested Development, like how much the Bluths actually thought a banana costs. I can't. I, Ten dollars doesn't seem high enough now that I, I'm trying yeah. to recall that story. But who cares? I wish I actually had the examples for Gwyneth Paltrow. She wrote like a self help book, but it was only for people who were like super elite. Um, and it was picking like the right hardwood floor to make sure your maid doesn't scuff it up. Yeah, <laughs> like just madness like things no normal person would ever dream to like even fathom uh she's giving advice on you know but. yeah i i think chris uh might be better served to like have an opportunity to speak with all the players um i think they get all those kids together for the draft um they might it might be tough to make he's new listen. to twitter he didn't know we were gonna eviscerate him that was yeah. his first thread well, he got a ton of support. Uh, apparently, you know, we didn't fit in with like the hockey writers take, which was, wow, this really, I didn't realize that um, 
hockey players pay taxes. I, I couldn't believe like the Wachinskis of the world were like, whoa, no way. They pay taxes and buy cars and have a house and stuff. Um, <laughs> they were really floored by this. They just were shocked. But yeah, I honestly, I, I think the, <laughs> the juicy part here was escrow. Um, not so juicy that they have cars and houses and they pay for doctors. Um, you know, like everyone else. I, I yeah, tried to go out there. I tried to argue like. So after a really nice house and a really nice car, you only have like two and a half million to do whatever the fuck you want with. Oh, what a bummer. <laughs> now that is, remember, that's a guy too, like making six million a year. So we would look at that and say, wow, that's, I mean, like that's like Dylan Larkin level. So there are guys who make a lot less than that, but also like, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I make, I make much, 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 much less than that. So again, like if the point was these guys lose money, um, I guess you're just teaching some kids like younger guys out there that money is spent over time. That could also be it. I did notice a lot of the people that were uh, really in love with this. I find I found out are, are a lot younger than us. They don't have hmm. mortgages. So, I mean, honestly, it could be one of those things where they haven't really like put together that all this stuff is happening and it happens every year and it happens every month of your <laughs> for the rest yeah. of your life. So I thought maybe that was kind of it because there were a couple of guys that we're actually friends with on Twitter that were really like angry that uh, you how dare you make fun of Chris Pronger. But I, I, I'm like, I don't know. It's. You're talking about the things much, that I write a check for. I, 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 I know I make that they much, have much less. Wrench. Not than just like Chris Pronger. I make much, much less than like Giovanni Smith, Mitchell Stevens, Jake Wallman. Uh, these are barely NHL minimum guys. So I make much, much less than that. So, I mean, when I see what their annual salary is, taking into account the taxes, I would still be able to afford my whole life plus like almost half a million dollars. <laughs> Jared throws out there. I hear so little on Larkin spending. Part of me thinks he still lives at home. <laughs> so Mike, you could you could be Larkin's neighbor. There you go. It could be. I'm gonna have to go door to door and see if he's just playing Elden Ring right now or something. Exactly. Um, you know, not nothing against uh, the educational element on this, but yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes when you get older, you have monthly expenses that make life more difficult. It's the thing about yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not crucifying them there was interesting stuff but yeah there's some peltro in there come on hockey right i know you want a chris pronger interview next week but come on i know i think that's the other part of it too i think i think there is that element where like uh you know we constantly um take dumps on darren mccarty and um we know he's never coming back to the show so it's fine but like if i ever thought <laughs> chris pronger might be on this show at some point maybe i'd look at this and be like wow yeah, oh, man, there's boy, here's gosh. a hot take. But... What if Nick Lidstrom had tweeted that? <laughs> you know, makes a lot of good points. You know, some yeah. very cost-effective them... cars at 75k. You know, yeah. I mean, you you'd see a million tweets. You know, they don't call him the perfect human for nothing. He also knows man. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, it's time to sail off into the sunset. Matt has had his his Nyquil for over an hour, and I'm getting uh, Jimmy legs down here i think that's from seinfeld right uh i think that means you're shaking and jerking yeah. and ready to go dancing oh yeah they're jelly right now uh so matt's it's right. gonna go to bed but uh thanks guys for keeping the chat up even though we went off uh, red wings topics and everybody wanted to keep chatting red wings 
<laughs> I know, um, but we had to talk about Pronger. We had to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys on Sunday. Uh, and have have a good one, everybody.